inside sources. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back. I'm Scott Howell here with my good friend. My mic wasn't on. I'm still Jim Bennett. <laughs> we Welcome go. back to Inside Sources. Well, homelessness, Jim, has been on the top of mind for our political leaders, our state leaders, uh, community leaders, city leaders over the last, uh, gosh, how long? Five, six years. Pioneer Park Coalition uh, formed as a, an outcome of that. And you're a part of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, we're with uh, Josh Romney, Bryson Garbett. Uh, uh, Micah Peters, Tiffany Price, Dave Kelly. It was a group of business people who said is enough enough. Uh, we got a little black eye. People saying, oh, we just wanted to be, we're de- developers. I am not a developer. And uh, Bryson has played in it. Josh has. But th- none of them were about that. It was really about changing homelessness. And uh, the legislature, we lobbied them hard uh, to find a new place. Bryson Garbett went and spent two days excuse me, three days and two nights in the shelter and came back and said it's a total Gotham. And today we have a special guest on the line, Preston Cochran. Uh, Preston is the executive director for Shelter the Homeless Board. Uh, they're actually the board that is uh, over all the money now and setting up the three new shelters. Preston, thank you for joining us today. Happy to be here. Thanks so much, Scott. Preston, tell us a little bit about <clears throat> where we are with the shelters. I, I know that uh, we have two of them open, but can you just give us a little history of where they are right now and what the plans are coming up? You bet. So the Geraldine E. King Women's Resource Center opened uh, just about a month ago, and uh, currently there's just close to 200 women that are uh, receiving services there. Uh, a week ago, we started moving women into the Gail Miller Resource Center, and that uh, will continue over the course of the next week or two until all the women are, are moved in. And uh, once those women are moved in, uh, then men will follow that and we'll start moving some of the men that are currently staying at the, the downtown community shelter, the road home, uh, to the Gail Miller Resource Center. Uh, once that's taken place, uh, construction is still happening in the, uh, on 10th West in South Salt Lake for the Men's Resource Center which is a 300-bed uh, for men only, and the construction is expected to be completed uh, on that facility in October. And then the remaining men will move from the downtown shelter to the new resource center uh, in November. So that's where we're at as of today. That's very impressive, Preston. Thank you very much for coming on the show. This is Jim Bennett, and I'm curious. I remember the big, huge outcry when there was the attempt to create a homeless shelter out in Draper. There is a real not-in-my-backyard sort of sentiment whenever anybody's addressing any of that. Are you bumping in, into any of that now with the projects that you're doing? Uh, I think that ship has sailed. Uh, we're way past that now. Uh, you know, working with the communities where the new resource centers are located, uh, trying to actively recruit groups from different businesses and communities to help volunteer in the facilities. Uh, and really, these are our neighbors. This is our city. And together, uh, our goal is to help sure, ensure that everyone has a stable home. Uh, that's wonderful. So you're not so you're seeing actually support from your local neighbors rather than pushback. A lot of support. I think once people come in, as we've done the open houses and uh, open the two buildings, and once people can come in and tour and see for themselves the difference between uh, the new facilities and the old model, uh, I think it's uh, eye-opening for them, uh, being able to understand that. We're bringing the services to those experiencing homelessness uh, to the doorstep. 
rather than um, relying on those individuals to go out and seek those services. So it's a different model. It's a different approach. And uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of good success so far. Preston, uh, with regards to the road home itself, uh, your body now will have responsibility for the three new f- providers. Can you give us just a little uh, insight to the uh, providers and who has what and what what kind of protocols are you push- putting in to ensure that we have different outcomes than what we've had from the past in our in our shelter space downtown? Sure. So right now we have three new resource centers. We have the existing Midvale Family Resource Center, which is operated by the Road Home. The Geraldine E. King Women's Resource Center is operated by Volunteers of America Utah. And the Gail Miller Resource Center is operated by Catholic Community Services of Utah. And the remaining Men's Resource Center in South Salt Lake will be operated by the Road Home. And so in terms of oversight, uh, we have different uh, metrics in place and outcomes as part of their lease agreement for the those buildings with shelter the homeless uh, in addition to that those operators who receive funding from the state and other resources also have uh, different out- success uh, outcomes that they need to achieve and that are, are being monitored all of the different operators use the uh, homeless management information system which is known as hmis and that's a, a database, citywide database, a statewide database, really, to collect and analyze uh, the data on people experiencing homelessness or at, rat, or at risk of homelessness and the services that they receive. And so looking at different data, data dashboards and different ways to utilize the data uh, is, is definitely a critical, critical component uh, for our overall effort. Uh, and so using those dashboards and tracking uh, the different data, that gives us a, a glimpse into how we are doing as a community uh, addressing homelessness and looking at some of the system-wide goals. Again, to our listeners, we have Preston Cochran, the executive director of the Shelter the Homeless board on the line with us. If you have a question and uh, you want to know about homeless and what's going on in your neighbor neighborhood, please text us at 57500 or leave a comment or call us live at 801 801- Five seven five seven six six eight. Preston, when you look at these new shelters, what will be different than what what happens now? It's my understanding that DWS, Division of Workforce Services, mental health, and uh, some addiction thing uh, uh, individuals will be placed right in the resource centers. We don't even call them shelters; they're, they're called resource centers now. That's correct. I think shelter has more of a negative connotation and a resource center is there not only to provide a safe, warm place for someone that needs a place to sleep, but uh, providing a wide range of services and resources that includes employment services, housing navigation, medical care, a place to store their personal belongings, uh, counseling, and connections to other long-term community supports uh, for individuals because there is no one-size-fits-all approach. Everyone has a different background, and and some folks have experienced uh, trauma more than others, and we want to make sure that we can provide those services uh, in an atmosphere that's uh, healthy and conducive to help them get get the, uh, the help that they need. You know, go ahead, Jim. Well, Sorry. I just so as a layman looking at this, uh, can you give give sort of an overview of what the difference between a center and a shelter would be? Why this a shelter isn't an appropriate description anymore? Yeah, a shelter would be more just of a temporary. You, you go there for shelter. That's it. A place to a place to sleep. Uh, and in the new strategy, in the new model, uh, by by providing on-site supportive services. Uh, with case management that's tailored to help those resolve their immediate crisis, 
uh, with the goal to help them rapidly return to stable housing, um, it, it gives us more of a glimpse of what we can do uh, and how we can provide a better uh, service for those individuals. As a shelter, typically they'll sleep there and then they'll uh, exit uh, the next morning and go wherever they, they choose to go. Whereas here, uh, with having more of a case management, uh, intense case management uh, model and services, uh, we're able to better isolate and provide those services uh, here on site uh, where they are staying. Well, Preston, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to share with us. We uh, have a lot of comments about uh, the new shelters, and, I mean, the new resource centers versus the shelters. And uh, again, Preston Cochran, the executive director. Preston, when will the road home uh, ultimately uh, uh, close and be demoed? What's the timeline on that? Right. So as far as the closure of the downtown shelter, uh, that will close 30 days after the occupancy permit is issued for the, the, the 10th West Men's Resource Center. Uh, that's 3380 South 10th West. And then the safe space, which is currently between the Wiegand Center and the Road Home um, and the women's side of the downtown shelter, that will close uh, the first week of October. And then the Rio Grande Street will reopen. Uh, so that's part of a necessary step that's part of the transition to the new resource centers. And law enforcement will continue to have a strong presence in that area. Um, but that's the current timeline. Again, Preston Cochran with Shelter the Homeless Board, uh, Executive Director. Jim? Uh, I just think that's really wonderful that this is a resource that that our community now has. And I, Preston, I really appreciate all the effort you're putting into making this happen. And if you haven't, uh, ladies and gentlemen, been over to Pioneer Park lately... It is family-friendly again. Well, we're going to talk more about that in the next segment, are we? We, got, we are. We've we got are, Greg Hughes coming in. going up. to be talking about that. Uh, Preston, thanks again for joining us. We, uh, it's pretty interesting to see what Operation Rio Grande has done for this community down here, as well as for the park. Um, I was over there the other night. They had a big jubilee. There's a youth soccer team that plays on Tuesday nights oh, and, wow. and an adult on Thursday nights. And they don't have to worry about stepping on a needle. This is KSL Inside Sources with Jim Bennett and I'm Scott Howe. Please uh, send us your comments on the comment line at uh, text 57500 or 801-575-7668. We'll be right back.